The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Do you have any questions? <clears throat> any questions about the practice? <clears throat> about anything you experienced? Or... Maureen? Is the order of the, um, the phrases important? It may be, in, over the years, mine have shifted order, and it may be, you know, a real indicator of what my priorities are, uh-huh. but uh-huh. I tend to start with, may you be safe and uh-huh. free from harm, uh-huh. and then go down. Is is there... Again, I think, um, you know, the, the, the classic order is in Pali, <laughs> um, and I've seen different translations for the the classic order. Um, and I think, again, the instruction of starting where it's easiest comes into play. So for you, whatever is natural and easiest. And, and other people have said that too, actually, that starting with safety, there's something about that wish that, that feels very resonant, that that's an, an easy place to begin. And so... I would encourage that if that feels easy for you. The other thing about the phrases is, you know, the phrases that I offered, you know, they're the ones that I use. I like them, I just like to keep them simple, you know. It's like, that's easier for me. Um, but there are, there are um, like I think, what did you say? May you be safe and free from harm? Um, so that's a little bit longer, but it evokes a little bit more, perhaps. So... Feel free to be creative with the phrases. Uh, finding phrases that resonate for you. That's another piece of this. Again, you know, find what's easy, what, what works for you. So you might want to spend some time reflecting on these kind of four elements, you know, happiness, safety, health, and ease, and seeing are there, are there phrases that might, um, you know, be more evocative of those for you. The other thing you can do in the same kind of vein um, in, in, in the beginning especially is to, um, you know, this is, it is a reflective practice. And so I don't know if some of you, sometimes people talk about because we're using thoughts, it tends to create more thoughts. Some of you might have noticed that happening. Um, if you can keep your thoughts in the realm of the metta, that's okay. You know, it's like you, you can envision perhaps your easy being or yourself in a place of safety, in a place where you're uh, healthy, you know, eating a healthy meal or, you know, at the gym or something. Or, um, <laughs> um, you know, with my, with my benefactor, when I'm envisioning her ease of well-being, I'm envisioning her um, may live with ease, I envision her in her house cooking because that's how she has a lot of ease. So you, know, you can use your creativity that way too, you know, to find images or things to think about that help you to evoke each of the qualities of the phrases. Yeah, Linda. Yeah. 
<laughs> I found it easiest to, um, for myself, to, to be happy, um, wishing myself happiness, to, to uh, go in for, into a mindfulness place. Yes. That's when I love myself the most, um, and I'm happiest. Uh-huh. So uh, I bring mindfulness to the practice of metta. Absolutely. And then I feel present and joyful. Yes. Um, and were you able to, to say the phrases in that space as well, or use the phrases? Uh, or? It, br- it, br- it brings, uh, it does tend to bring uh, thought. Um, but I try to go back to breath, and then I'm, I'm uh-huh. str- it's a place of strength. Uh-huh. So uh, also, uh, the thoughts are about sharing. So when I go to thought, I'm happiest when I'm sharing that happiness. Uh-huh. So I try to uh, drop in that I'm sharing. Uh-huh. And then I feel that I love myself more or I'm happiest. Yes, and that's another point about metta to self, at least I found. When I finally could connect with metta to self, it took a long time. It took years <laughs> before I could really connect with metta to self. Uh, but when I found that I could do that finally, I found that it was an energy that wanted to move outwards. You know, that, so it wanted to connect. And so I began with maybe two or three minutes to self, and then it wanted to move out to the benefactor, to easy being, to other beings. And so, um, you know, so you may notice that also. That, that for me, it, it felt like if I stayed with self for, you know, too long, it began to feel a little dry or something. Because it wants to, it, it wants to give. Yeah, that, that the feeling, the energy of metta wants to connect, wants to move outwards. So, um, yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a good point. And I think you may, I think your point about envisioning yourself sharing, that's a great way to connect with that, um, that quality. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, pass the other one. Um, That one seems to be on already. Um, yeah. Actually, I have two questions, if I may. The first one is, if something comes up, is it necessary to do anything more than just notice it? So, so a difficulty, you mean? or a... Yeah, so I was wishing safety, and I noticed that I have some fear for that. Okay, yeah. So the, 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 first, um, the first exploration is just, can you just notice it and just stay with the phrases? You know, if... if um, so to just keep going. That that feeling might come up in wishing safety, for example, and then a different feeling might come up in wishing happiness. And so it may just be that it's just the feeling of that phrase. If you find over the course of of time that it's like each phrase is like tightening the heart down and it's getting harder and harder. Like at one point I was doing metta on a day long, and by mid-morning it's like there was so much pain in my heart. I felt like I had this vice grip, a band of steel around my chest, and I couldn't even remember the metaphrases, you know? It was so painful. So it's like, okay, so there's something else that needs to happen here. <laughs> I can't even think of the metaphrases, so I, have to, I, can't, I can't do that anymore. And the suggestion from the teacher that day was switch to compassion practice for yourself. And I could remember that phrase, may I be free from this suffering. And that resonated. So that's that's another option 
um, if you can keep going with the metta, that's fine. Just notice, okay, yep, that's the metta magnet doing its work. Just noticing that, that it's getting pulled out into the, into the field and keep going. If it gets stronger, you can switch to compassion practice. If it's, or another alternative to compassion practice would be to take a few moments to turn to mindfulness with that feeling. It's like, okay, fear has arisen. What does fear feel like? And just allow that feeling until it perhaps dissipates and then come back to the metta. So there's a, a few options to work with. My other question is just as a practical matter, um, so I do mindfulness practice every day. So where would this fit in and for how long should I do it, at least in the beginning? Uh-huh. That's a great question. Um, this can be a variety of things. I mean, you... Um, you could try the metta practice, depending on how it works for you. Um, one kind of uh, suggested way at times is to begin a sitting with, say, 10 minutes of metta practice, and then see how that metta practice then informs your mindfulness practice. Because the, the quality of metta, that acceptance, that connection, is actually a quality that's within the uh, the mindfulness when the mindfulness is connecting and meeting experience it's got that quality of friendliness of acceptance of and so sometimes if beginning with metta we can bring that quality into our mindfulness a little bit more now for me again I was a really tough case I think that was hard I mean because the metta itself created so much pain it, it felt like it took me further away from the feeling and so for me the, the, the mindfulness itself brought more of that feeling and then I could you know do you might start with if that's the case for you you might start with the mindfulness and end the last say 10 minutes with metta to kind of go the other way um, another option would be um, you could pick, you know, 10 or 15 minutes at another time of day and just sit down and do the metta practice. And, you know, you could play with it, see what, what resonates for you, what works for you. Um, some people do only this practice. That was never my case. I, I, well, no, that's not true. I did, I did a month of metta practice. I did uh, an intensive retreat for a month where I did only the metta practice. Uh, but in my life, in my daily life, I've, I've in, incorporated it into sittings at times. And then um, another way that I played with it is informally. I mean, at one point, every time I went into a safe way, that became my metta monastery. I just wished metta to everybody that I saw. <laughs> it was great. I mean, it was like, okay, safe way. My metta monastery, you know. So, so you can do things like that as well um, to play with it. And it's a little after 11, so we need to stop. So we'll continue next week. I'm going to continue this for a few weeks. So bring your questions next week, too. Thank you.